please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin and Mel, man. And I'm Young Leezy. And uh, we fuck Jesse. I'm, I'm not even going to introduce <laughs> us no more. Jesse, you're fired. This is officially, you're Jesse, fired. Jesse T. Yeah, we didn't vote Jesse on that. T. No, Jesse, fuck that, man. He's, Jesse T. I'm docking. Pay. Everything's happening now, man. It's it's all over now. It's <laughs> you're docking pay that he doesn't get. Yeah, that, hey, I'm docking future possible pay. But um, so Don't do my man's like that. Nah, no, no, we love you, Jesse, man. Um. But he hasn't watched Westworld, so he can go. He said he's on season one, episode four. So I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah we I ain't waiting no more yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're having his second interview in his chair today. <laughs> Chandler, uh, a, a longtime supporter uh, uh, of Kind of Movie Critics. And uh, I feel like he's going to do just great in Jesse's seat. How you doing today, Chandler? I'm good, man. How's everybody feeling? We're good, man. Word. Thanks for having me. Was that for us or for Podcast World? Like, how's everybody feeling? If they answered at home, that's all cool, too. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I like your style. It's a bunch of people driving in the cars right now going, thanks. Hey, I'm doing good, Chandler. Thanks for Um, So, um... Uh, y'all know how we do, man. We're gonna talk about a little bit about what's what what, we, what we've been watching. Did did I ever explain to you guys that I watched Hereditary? Like ten times. Yeah. But did I? Yeah. Ever, I didn't explain it on the podcast, right? You told us last week on the podcast to watch it. But I, okay, has anybody else seen Hereditary? No. How did you like it, Chandler? Uh, I was a huge fan. I think uh, a twenty four their horror output alone is is legendary already. Um. And I think Hereditary might be the best one that they've put out. Uh, well, uh, you just blew my mind. What else? What other horror movies did A24 do? Uh, they did a thriller with uh, Anton Yelchin and Patrick Stewart called Green Room. Green Room. Oh, oh, I still, yeah. yeah. I still got to see that. Green Room is the shit, man. It it's either. tough. Yeah. You've been talking about that for like yeah. a year and a half. Well, I need to watch it. Because <laughs> after I watched Blue Ruin, I was like, this dude was it was amazing, Crazy. right? So, you know, um, what's his name? Um Jeremy Saulnier. Yeah, Saul that's Yen. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did Blue Ruin. Then we saw Green Room. And I tweeted him. I told him he needs to do like Red Rum next. You know, RGB. Another color. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> RGB. Um, uh, but yeah, Green. I, okay. I didn't know that was A24 too. Yep. That was that one. And then uh, The Witch. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Okay. Ever. Watch that. If you like Hereditary, The Witch is definitely your speed. It, it's 2015. Uh, super like micro budget, mm. high concept, mm. horror thriller. Um it's it's real like slow burn. It's not, you know, if you look up like the Rotten Tomatoes score, the audience score is like pretty low, but the critic score is real high. Oh, it's one of those joints. Got you. Yeah. So th- I'm gonna tell you, like, I'd say about after the party scene, you'll know what I'm talking about, right? You know, yes. After the party scene, did the movie take a completely different turn than what you thought it was gonna be? Absolutely. Yeah, dog. I was like, yo, that was about 30 minutes, and I was like, yo. This is nothing like the trailer. The trailer right. misled me. The marketing totally sells you on a concept that it, it, it's bait and switch. Right. And I think, to me, that's genius. It was genius. Because it knocks you off kilter. Oh, Martin, you you don't watch horror, do you, Martin? No, I, I mean, sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't seek it out, especially that type of horror. No, you got to step out on a limb. This one's a little yeah. different. I think you'd like it, Corey. Yeah, because I like good horror. Yeah, and we I'm talk about It Follows. I, I is it better than It Follows? Also. A hundred percent, and I loved mm-hmm. it. Follows, mm-hmm. but it, it it I think it's a little bit more sure in what it's trying to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, it follows. I think was, I think it follows was trying to bring just really bring back a feeling almost. You know, I mean, it follows is kind of 
it, it's a cool concept, but it's old. It's grounded in kind of an old school horror yeah. vibe. Yeah, love it. Hereditary, <laughs> wasn't that? Yeah, we know. And, Talk uh, it up like yeah. so big. Because it's, like, it's a cool concept, and it's creepy as fuck. Like, movie creeped me the fuck out. Right. I, was, I watched it like one in the morning. Sorry. I was creeped Car out. Drive around. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> this one, this one. Her, She's going to get me. She's walking dumb slow, though. Right. It's, that's Mad what's so slow. terrifying so about, about it. Man. Yeah. It was just a big metaphor for AIDS. Right. It's all it follows was, but um um, but no, hereditary. It's uh-huh. it sticks with you in a different way because it's so, it's really grounded in realism. It's, it, I that's all I can really say. It's like it fucks with you psychologically in a way different way. Okay, and it's and it's very effective for me at least. It was. I I, I agree. I think the strongest thing about it is that the characters and the the drama of their lives is, is something you actually care about. It's mm-hmm. like it's got real um. You know, family drama. You feel the stakes of the situation, and it, and it is, as Treasy said, really grounded in reality. Okay. Um, it, it'll make you feel emotions, which is more than you can say for a lot of horror. A lot films. of horror movies, yeah, real yeah. shit. Yep. So definitely go see Hereditary. I, I urge you guys to go. Anything else? Anything else? Anything? I just finished The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, the second season is done. I think so. Was it was it ten? I haven't ten finished episodes, it yet. The first one. The I first think season? it was ten. The first one, yeah. Yeah, so I think this was the last one too. Yeah, I think I'm like six or seven episodes in. The anime cell scares the shit out of me. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely. In a way that it never did before, I'm probably said this like I'm because of the it. Me Too movement. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reaching. No. I've never seen it. No, it scares me because it's a dystopian future. Of what America would be like if the religious right like staged a coup and like took over. God bless you. <coughs> Maybe. Oh, bless you. I just saw your head from back here. That I dabbed on us. Chandler's choking. If anybody knows uh, CPR, but he definitely dabbed. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah, that ice scene, and um, I forgot which episode it is when the girl is like a professor mm-hmm. and she goes through customs like that. That was scary as shit because you. You could you could imagine being in that situation and being like completely powerless. Well, the thing, yes, and that's the thing though. Watching it, my sister had read the novel and she was like big on watching it when she was in high school and I was like twelve. Watching it at twelve was like this shit's fake. Like watching it now was like fuck, yeah. this could happen. Right. Yeah. And it it just it fucks me up like every single time. Mm. Speaking of dystopian future, we did not get a chance to talk about the dog shit mm-hmm. that was Fahrenheit. Oh, uh, yeah. that was terrible. Dog that was my... one of the most disappointing things that I have viewed with my two eyeballs in a very long time. <laughs> and 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 for the people to know, we were actually considering before it came out. We were actually considering doing an episode on it, and I I, I didn't even make it through the entire film. Listen, about twenty minutes in, I said, nope, that they should be ashamed of themselves because it looked dope. Man. It looked like it was going to be trailer cool. looked dope. Yeah. Dystopian future is usually pretty easy to to handle. The movie sucked. Yeah. Well, uh, there's all right for the record. There's a lot of dystopian. I think dystopian there is future some fails way yeah, more yeah, than yeah. it succeeds. To be honest, Man, Time Cop. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Time Cop's not a dystopian future film. Motherfuckers it's a is traveling through time, just bro. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, dystopian future is where like you establish that there's like a new. Oh no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like you're right. there's this the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Like Terminator is not really Terminator is dystopian. But I mean, it, it because not the first one, but like because there is a dystopian future, but like the. If it took place entirely in the future, I would call it a dystopian future. The parts of it that take 
please. No, because you're jumping around in time. Once you jump around in time, you're a time travel film. You have to stay in the future. You have to stay in the future to be a dystopian future film. You have to stay in the future. Yeah, stay in that future, future to be a dystopian future film. I, I, I could, I could get. I it's see about the, the future. Yeah. Once you travel, it's a time travel movie. Okay. But yeah. What about what about what's the Stallone movie with Wesley Snipes in it? Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man. Man's that dystopian future movie? All right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know. That's a ninety. That's what a ni- no. That's a nineties action film. Actually, that's what, what that well, is. I would love to see that remake. Uh, like would a remake you consider of that. what they did time travel? It was just cryogenics. Time actually, they didn't like beat time. They just, you know, time actually happened. They didn't cut through it. Well, kind of like the, the idiocracy, also dystopian future. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. I've never seen with the presence of yeah. of Taco Bell and its ubiquity in the future <laughs> of Demolition Man. I might say it's a utopian future. I still <laughs> do not know how to use the three seashell. <laughs> I don't even know what the three seashells look like. <laughs> so yeah, it's a funny concept. I, I haven't been that pissed off in a while. That movie sucked. Yeah, and it was, it was and I was a little little grumpy about it. Damn. Yeah. Uh, what would you if this is your time to say whatever you want to the director, man? Quit. Huh? Quit. Hang it up. Quit. Hang it up. Jesus Hang it up. Christ. I thought you were gonna be. You nah, know. that movie sucked. The movie was really, really bad. So what would you have done different? Make a better movie. Oh, I, it, like honestly, Break me like out. It, you have so much you could do with that, mm-hmm. and and you could have established the world better. You could have done something. Like it just it just wasn't done well. Wait, did you watch the whole thing? The first yes, I watched the whole oh, you thing. Watched the whole thing. That was me that watched the first twenty. And oh, okay. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it I just didn't impressed. do a good job of a stat. It was only an hour and a half, maybe an hour forty. Yeah. Like, it just didn't do a good job of of setting the tone, you know, explaining things. Which I get it. You can be ambiguous, but his yeah. paradigm shift was like super abrupt too. Like, it was. It was like, oh, okay, now I like books. Like it was. It's, mm. it's too fast. It was. It was ridiculous. Okay. Completely ridiculous film. All right. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon, not mm. enough to keep you. No, no. Did you watch it? Nah. No. Oh, okay, don't. Yeah. I heard that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah. And they're good actors. <laughs> you know, and I I, I just uh, recently. Yeah, Michael okay, Shannon's okay, a good right. actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I, I've just recently started to feel like Michael B. Jordan is doing a better job, but he's not he's a good actor. He's pretty to look at, hey. but I don't. Yeah. I think I, I go back to it when he does the roles where you got the chip on his shoulder. It yeah. works towards his aggressive acting style. But, he's up and down, man. Yeah, I tell you, he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder now in real life. <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> I, I personally, I'm one of those ones. I don't think Michael Shannon's a good actor. I don't. I don't really. Enjoy, well, I, let me say, I don't enjoy his acting. He, he's very like creepy. He's very creepy. I, no, speaking of, like the other night, I was watching Bad Boys Two randomly, and I had no idea he was in that. One. I was like, holy shit, mm. that is Zod. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um. Everybody went through um, what they saw. I saw an upgrade. That was pretty fun. Yeah, you said that though. Yeah. Oh, I, I said that already. That yeah. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. No, not on the podcast. You told me like. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Talk about it though. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Space Odyssey two thousand and one, where you have like the computer that's like talking all the time, or like, more like her actually, mm-hmm. where it's this guy he becomes a paraplegic, and so they put like a microchip in his spine or whatever. And it helps him move his body around, mm-hmm. and but it's a machine that like talks to him at the same time, right. and it's also kind of like Death Wish, where it's a revenge um, movie too. It was actually like pretty fun. It's very like low budget though, right? So and it's like Avatar meets fucking Jason Bourne meets. It, it's very there's a lot of Jason Bourne definitely, but it, there's a lot of like dark humor in it too, right? 
that it was like really fun. I didn't I didn't see that being dark humor, but I guess I gotta watch it to get it. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's that the the humor comes from like the computer being like I guess it's there there's an idea of like a human being and a computer, and as far as like the computer not having any humanity, so it's not like gonna consider about like people's deaths or like how violent it is. Uh-huh. Whereas the dude, he's just like a regular dude or whatever, and so so the computer's controlling his body. But it was actually like a pretty fun movie. I would recommend it. Gotcha. How about you, Chandler? Anything that you've seen recently? Um, yeah, I've been very prolific with my viewing lately. But the most recent thing, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh, how was that? Um, I mean, I was not a fan of Jurassic World. <laughs> I wouldn't either. No, I, the only one that I really like is Jurassic Park. There's only one Jurassic Park. Yeah, in world. exactly. <laughs> um, I like what you did there. Yeah. That said, I mean. J.A. Bayona directed this one. He's a guy who did... Uh, the only other film I've seen from him is The Impossible. It's like a movie about the tsunamis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, zombie yeah. with the uh, white dude, with Owen Wilson. With the, right. Yeah, yeah. White dude. <laughs> yeah. The way he did the nose. <laughs> white dude with the... With with the, the with exactly. Nose. Like, nose. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Adrian Brody. So. Ah, <laughs> true. True. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, he's a really solid director. Uh, the plot is... Just asinine and stupid, man. I mean, I can't. If you're not really into dinosaurs or you don't feel any reason to see the movie, it, it, don't go see it. But the action sequences in it are really imaginative, yeah. um, visually. Uh, even when the plot is stupid, some of the the visuals alone can kind of make you feel. I mean, it's, something. A, it's a summer blockbuster, so it's going to have it a is spectacle. It, but it, there's it's a little bit more artful than you might mm-hmm. think. Okay. Um, in in some cases, mm-hmm. but it, it's overlong. It's stupid. I mean, I, you know, I can't really redeem it. So here's my thing about Jurassic Parks. They don't deny that the very first Jurassic Park, that's part of all of the worlds, right? They yeah, all know that that yeah. existed. So why does this keep happening? Right. Well, the, I, I se- the second one still makes sense in that in that universe, and actually, so does the third one. It's when you get to Jurassic World that yes. you're like, okay, this is fucking dumb. Right. Because we already know that creating dinosaurs was stupid. But these people are supposed to be like biologists and these scientists. You can't introduce an animal into an ecosystem that does not have predators. Like, you just can't. And why would you make it smarter? Like, it's just, it's <laughs> well, just dumb. I, mean, I, I think it's like, why do you keep trying to make the ones that want to eat us? Like, right. just make the the nice ones. Just keep making <laughs> no, the ones. No, it's like, like, just have Triceratops. Yeah, just a whole Triceratop park. Right. Like, just a whole bunch of Triceratops. Right. Like, you keep making the mean ones. Right. Like, which I think is a perfect segue into Westworld, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, man, because well, Michael Creighton. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, Michael, Michael Crichton, Crichton, like yeah. Westworld was the precursor to Jurassic Park. Yeah, sure. It was about what would happen in a in an amusement park if things went awry, like if man created something that was bigger than himself. Right. Yeah. No. And and yeah, I I do forget that Michael Crichton wrote the original. So let's discuss ever... how he told the same story twice, and we bought it. Yes. Yeah, well, he did Actually, it with humans, told... and we were like, fuck, nobody cares? All right, cool. Yeah. No, he did. I mean, well, the first one, the original Westworld movie, had Yul Brynner in it, and then, like, we're equal. So it's the third time that we're, like, consuming the same story. Right. What, what was the second time? Jurassic Park. So and what's he the wrote third time? he wrote Lost World, too. Westworld so now? He did. Westworld Lost World now. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, got you, got you. Did anybody see the original Westworld? I've never seen it. I've seen the the trailer, and that shit is hilarious. Yeah. Because it's from the, what, 70s? (laughs) All trailers from the 70s are hilarious. hilarious. Right. 
Yeah, they get yo the fucking trailers back then gave away the entire movie. Yeah, and they're now too because they're like six minutes long. Yeah, be <laughs> like, like a ten minute scenes. trailer. You're like yo, you showed all the deaths. Like if you watch the Halloween one, you're like yo, bro, you showed all the death scenes, bro. Like it's crazy. Um, uh, so yeah, man, Westworld. We're here to gather and talk about season two of Westworld and just Westworld as an entirety. Um, for anybody who has not seen Westworld or has been living under a rock for the past three fucking years. Um, Three years? Has it been that long? I think it yeah. came out 2015, right? 2016. 2016? Okay. Yeah. So we're two. We're coming up on three. There's a year and a half downtime. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. That's a pretty large scale production. So two months of product, uh, two months of airing, a year and a half of downtime, plus two months of airing. Yeah. 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 So, if, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you never heard of Westworld, you probably should reconsider what podcast you listen to, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, but thank you for being here. Uh, but, yeah, so Westworld is... is uh, Let's do a synopsis, man. Corey, you want to do your synopsis thing, or somebody else want to jump on? What a synopsis! So I can look it up. Well, you I want mean, the official synopsis the person? <laughs> well, I don't have the, the outline in oh, front of me. Oh, whose fault is that? Well, because I was waiting on y'all. Can never, can never be like y'all fucked up. It's, it's be <laughs> I didn't know I had a role to fuck up. <laughs> you are the synopsis person. Like well, we haven't done it in a while. However, Westworld isn't your typical amusement park. Intended for rich vacationers, the futuristic park allows its visitors to live out their most primal fantasies with the robotic host. However, the robotic hosts have evolved an artificial consciousness that is similar to yet diverges from human consciousness. That's what... That's, that's, good. that's it. All right. Pretty... Pretty articulate synopsis there. So yeah. good until you start laughing in the middle. Because I, right. I, it was, it was, <laughs> I knew it was going to go on and on. And I don't like the long ones. I don't right. like the long ones. You're Sorry. So good. So uh, I guess we'll just jump straight into the question of uh, what is everybody's overall thoughts about season two? It was exhausting. Second. It had a big payoff in the end, but it was exhausting. Was it a big payoff? Yeah. Because I have a very – me and Corey spent lengths talking about this this morning, and I want to introduce something that I call bullshit into the Westworld conversation. <laughs> All right, well, we can okay. do that at some point. Right, we'll get we there. feel very strongly. Yeah, because it's so it, – I, I told Corey this. I said, listen, I, I fuck with Westworld. Westworld does this thing that people in real life do, which is they make it so complex that you think – you don't think to question it, right? It's like it's so complex you just automatically think – well, it's pretty secure. It's fucking complex. It has to be secure because I don't have time to think about how it's not secure. But there's a lot of fucking holes, okay? Mm, yeah, there are. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's just, it's a lot of bullshit going on here in Westworld. But I, I second that. I felt like it was exhausting. I'd say, I'd say I really only liked about three episodes this season. Hmm. And, and the rest of them were just like, yo, get to the problem. Get to the real problem because you. I'm just seeing a bunch of chaos. Like get to. I don't. I found so is myself, it the nonlinear storytelling? Is that what it is? No, it's 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 not that. It's just the fact that they're they're making this shit so complex. To at some point, I started asking myself. I don't even know what questions I'm supposed to be asking myself right now. Like I don't even know what the agenda is here. Well, I anymore. think the whole point of this season was. To you're not you're not supposed to know who to root for, and it's supposed to change several times. So that's the question that you're asking yourself: is who am I rooting for? But outside of that, I don't know that it's that complex. No, I never. Asked but you were rooting for Dolores at all? <laughs> there's not was one. Mo- there's not one moment I rooted moment for. Her. I was no, like, I was rooting for Maeve the whole time. Yeah, yeah I'm rooting, rooting for Maeve. Maeve. Yeah. yeah, there's no question. I'm rooting for Maeve. Like, I never. 
I never that was never a question for me. Like, who am who am I actually rooting for? Like now I did start to look at like but my biggest question was like I, I looked at everything as like some sort of uh, metaphor for Christianity. So I was looking for who it's is the, a lot of it. I was looking for who's God and who's the devil. That's what I was looking for a lot of the time. I don't know if the devil. I don't know if it was about God and the devil so much as God's relationship with man, but or 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 creation stories in general. Right, but but this is what I'm saying. It's like it wasn't a clear. Most things, you know, you watch a whodunit. You watch the killing. You're like, all right, who killed this bitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what you're looking for. I just yeah. started that, by the way. It's oh, it's phenomenal. You're gonna get sucked in. Um, and then, but I was legit. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be asking myself anymore. Like, I. Like the, like the only question that stayed constant for me was, what the fuck is Ford? What was his plan? That's the only question yeah. for me that stayed was like, what's his plan? You know I what I'm saying? I think that um, so if, if you think about it in terms of like the origin, um, and I never thought about it this way. Like uh, Arnold wanted to not open the park, and so he sabotaged it. And then I think. Eventually, Ford got to the point where he thought Arnold was right, so he wanted to undo it also. Mm. So that that's really it. That's what he was doing. Okay. I don't think it's that complex of a thing. Like he just. But why not open the park? Because he because he I guess like he felt like in a way they were sentient beings and it was just wrong. I don't know because the show has always danced around how sentient are they? Like, are they truly fake? Are they like this odd? Like, I don't know. People have a lot of sympathy for some fake robots. Like, they're not robots. I know. Like, they're not robots. Like, they're. It's kind of like Blade Runner. Like, Blade Runner never really tells you like what, what are they? What yeah. are they? They just know they're, they're just not synthetic. Yeah. So it's like, are you synthetic human? Like, are you a robot? Like, where does your consciousness come from? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I'm kind of cold. I'm like, look, they're robots. Like, they're not real. But then it, it never really tells you what is the definition of real. They're so. like, well, it does. That hmm. which is irreplaceable. Okay, well, script-wise, sure. <laughs> like, you know. Like. Well, okay, so I, it was exhausting to me. It was exhausting to you, Lizzie. Everybody else, where did you guys stand with season two? Uh, I mean, from the beginning, I think, well, I like some episodes this season, but from the beginning, I was kind of annoyed. Because we just dealt with this whole like nonlinear timeline in the first season, then you wait like a two years or a year and a half. The first episode is like, oh, we're gonna scramble it up some more. Like that was pretty annoying. Okay, I agree with that. However, it served a purpose this season. It it, act, it, it did, it, but it, it did still, it in the first yeah. season. So like, it was really annoying in the first season because I'm like, I don't know, I don't, where are we? I don't even fucking know. But like, it you're supposed to be experiencing time the way Bernard experienced time. So that's why it's confusing this season. But in the first season, it's just to fuck with you. But the first season, I didn't know that's what was happening. I mean, obviously, people ruined it, and, and they kind of, like, had a theory. But, like, for most of the season, I was like, oh, this is all maybe going a forward. third of the way in, and then I was like, oh, shit, they're not all at the same time. Oh, they well, couldn't be. I didn't catch it. Well... Dolores would be with Teddy, and then she'd be with William. Like it, it was obvious, it wasn't all happening at the same time. Okay, didn't Agreed. catch it. I don't. I enjoyed the season. Um, I, I'm. I think it's more complex than it needs to be. I think first season, every episode like makes sense, and it, it contributes to the overall thing that you're being presented with. This season, I felt like could have been easily compressed into like seven episodes, mm-hmm. six episodes. So like, I didn't feel that way about season one. 
Mm-hmm. Season one, I felt like it's just, I mean, I don't want to use the word perfect, but it's perfect. Like it just, it's presented in a very good way. But this one, I was like, you didn't have to do this. Why did you do that? Like some of the stuff was drawn out. There's even, there's even like filler episodes practically. Oh, yeah. The whole, the samurai shit to me is just nothing but filler. Yeah. Well, wow. I, I actually like that episode. Yeah, I disagree. I liked it too. <laughs> but I think that um, that particular episode was really like a peek behind the curtain because we know that there are... I knew that there was Samurai World. I didn't realize there was like an India also. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But my, my point was that it's it's a whole episode. It didn't need to be a whole episode, in my opinion. It was like a whole episode and a half. Yeah, it's like, okay, you didn't I, have... I'm like, Corey on this one. Like, I get what it was trying to do is that, you know, these stories are, you know, they're recycling stories. It's this guy who's writing shit and you're running out of ideas. It felt like fan service to me. That yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It yeah. was. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I think, to me, man... It, the season, you're totally right, Corey. Mm-hmm. It is overcomplicated. And I think, kind of going with what Treasy was saying, the themes get muddled. I mean, like, what is the show about more than what's on the surface? Like, that becomes very hard to suss out. Um, but my favorite episodes were, you know, the the Shogun World episode, mm-hmm. uh, the one that focuses on uh, Zon McLaren's, uh Ghost Nation character. Yeah, like, yeah. the ones that were more one-offs, it felt like, you know... Hour-long films, yeah, yeah. And those were way more interesting to me than the ones that are bouncing around in time and throwing plot elements at you that are stupid. And I enjoyed the the Man in Black's episode where it went back. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, that was my yeah with yeah, the with the suicide and all that. Like I enjoyed that episode. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. no, the, the the one that you were talking about, the Ghost Nation episode. Um, that's that episode still moved the story forward, right? Um. In a way that you you needed that information before we could move on. Like I I do think it was fan service, but mm-hmm. um, for the other ones, but I didn't I didn't mind it. Mm. It's still entertaining. I didn't mind it. It's just it just yeah. felt drawn out. Yeah. Sure, yeah. felt like it should have been a supplementary YouTube video. <laughs> you know, it's like hey, I if mean, you like this episode, go, go to YouTube and check this out. It felt like they were doing homage to like samurai, like kung fu flicks, and like with a lot of those samurai flicks, they they are drawn out like that. Like that really is their pace. Right. So I think they didn't want to like dishonor or like disrespect those films by like. Making like a little quick thirty minute segment or something like that. Right. Well, you know how you don't design those films. Wow. You don't do them. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> just don't add them to the fucking yeah. story. You know, like we yeah. all this we didn't know about none of this one episode ago. Now we know about all this, and it's pointless. Well, no, nah, it was me, in the first know? season. The, well, they mentioned Sa- right. Shogun World in the first season. Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. The, you know, the homage to Kurosawa and everything. Yeah. I mean, Kurosawa's ties to Western filmmaking as a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. You know, that's that's something that's strewn throughout film history. And this and this show owes so much, you know, to old John Ford movies. I mean, I think that's partially why uh, Anthony Hopkins' character is named Ford, also for Henry Ford. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Yo, oh, listen. Do you have any references? Because I think you're officially going to take Jesse's seat. <laughs> <laughs> I just need two references to check to make sure don't, this don't, is not a one off. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Sorry, Chandler. You're T. welcome to come back, Chandler, but like, let's not do bro Je- like that. Jesse, sure. Jesse has a sense. He's laughing. If he, if Jesse doesn't even listen to these because he doesn't say fuck you, Treasy, or nothing. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's exhibit B. But, um, all right. So, what questions did we have coming into this season? From last season, mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. Well, so I just what was going to happen? Like with mm-hmm. this robot uprising, like 
what was that going to look like? How was that going to play out? And to me, I was kind of disappointed because it's like I thought it was going to be real epic or whatever. But the people that they're killing, you don't really know them, so you're not really attached to them. Like mm-hmm. when Dolores just kills like five people, it's like, okay, you're just a dude in a suit, basically. Mm. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like first season, it, it wrapped up so much cleaner, you know. Like it, it, it just you've been presented with what you're getting, and now you're you're going forward. Like I mean, because it, it with the last literally the last frame of the first season, it's like okay, now you, now you have this violent act, you know. So what's gonna happen? So well, I we don't, all know that uh, violent delights. Yeah. Violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, so rest assured, uh, however this thing ends, it's gonna be violent. So, I think I I don't know. I'd have to think back. Like I don't know if I had a lot of questions. Because it, it wrapped up very well. I know for me, it was what kind of you know what is Ford actually doing? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, who is the man in black to this park? Like you know what is well, why is there such this feud between them? Um, that was a huge question. I I wanted to know what 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 Charlotte Hale was looking for once we got pretty early. But right, and and yeah, and and I don't think they really talked about what Delos actually was. You know, because I didn't realize it was uh, the the owner's name. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't realize it was a season. person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I did find myself in season one asking like, what the fuck is this Delos? And I'm you know, anytime I hear weird stuff, I always you know spell the name backwards, and I'm like, all right, sold. I'm like, all right, I don't like what's, you know what I mean? Like, like I I, I do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So th- those were my questions. Any any other questions yeah. coming in? So I I didn't even make the the connection between like Alpha Beta Arnold and Bernard. <laughs> like I'm slow. Yeah. Like, it's all good. Yeah. I, wow. I had that going too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Did you have any questions, Chandler, coming into this one? I mean, like Corey said, it wraps up pretty cleanly. I mean, I, and I think that's a strength to season one is is it does feel kind of like its own work. Um and. I mean, I was interested to see, you know, with Maeve's decision to stay in the park and find her daughter. Like, I'll give you that. That was one. I, why did she turn around? Right. You know, what's the implication of that? I mean, and I think the answer is, you know, that she, that was her awakening to make her own choice. Um, ultimately, I think the question was a lot more satisfying than the answer mm. that we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was something that kept me coming back for gotcha. sure. Okay. Um are are we confused about anything? Now that season two is wrapped, the finale, hopefully everybody's seen it. Uh, there's tons of spoilers if you didn't hear the intro of the podcast. Um, that's all we're about. But is anybody confused about anything? Um, yeah, a lot. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's talk a about lot. it. Let's okay, do it. for me, the only thing I didn't get is, like, why is Teddy's body in the lake? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> Unless somebody like dragged his body from the cannon from the uh, cabin and threw him in the lake for you, no reason. You think right. it maybe flooded that far out? It picked up his body, and body carried and it just back like to all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. funny. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Ooh, that's thank you. Thank I you, think Martin. they just messed up or something. Like yeah. shot that episode <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, yeah someone screwed up. Yeah. Um, so you're confused about why Teddy's in the lake? Yeah. Um, I'm confused about how if Dolores. And Maeve have similar powers. How Dolores can fucking walk through bullets, but Maeve is is dead. That's fucking dumb, dude. All right, All right. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Dolores had the ability to to kind of alter her perception of pain too. I don't see why Maeve wouldn't though. Like they're the they're supposed to be the most woke. So 
Hmm. And and I I yeah. Dolores doesn't have some of the abilities that Maeve has, so no. I would think if she's more woke than Dolores, that she should be able to fucking walk through bullets too. Well, you, you could also argue that her wokeness is that her ability to, even though she may perceive pain, she knows that it's not real. You know, she's like the super woke robot that like, yes, you've shot me, but like, it's not going to affect me. You know what I mean? Like I'm now so woke that I can like deal with that. You know, I don't know. That's just me. Isn't there some kind of implication that I, I assumed that like what kills the hosts now is like a shot to the noggin. You know, if they yeah. get the little egg thing in their head rattled, then they're dead. I didn't know. I don't know if that happened to me. If I don't really remember. But uh, I mean, she Dolores got shot several times in the torso. I don't remember. I, I, I interpret that they can they they perceive injury the same way a human would. So if you get sliced in the neck, you bleed out. You know, they she definitely they, got sliced in the neck. And they have she the, fucking laid there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they to some degree. You know, if you're in the park, you have the ability to perceive pain and injury the same way human would. Right. Um, but maybe once Maeve got into the into the into the laboratory, they're able to say, okay, well, look, you don't have to. Because remember, he turned her pain off. Right. So like, she's now just a functioning robot. Right. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Um, I, I'm confused about I, what is Ford's motive. To undo the part. Yeah. Undo just you think did. it's it's just that, just to completely undo the part and murder people on on the way out. I think he wants to awaken the hosts, and, and I think the the evil shit that he's up to with Bernard is all means to an end. It's to to wake Bernard up. It, yeah, um, yeah. They say a lot in season one. You know, the pain and the, the misery is what helps him become self aware, mm. and I, I think that's what he's doing in this season. I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind of like <laughs> my head cannon for yeah. what I thought. But, I mean, yeah, ultimately, right, he's trying to execute Arnold's vision. Okay. Well, does, so does Ford's intentions for the park, does that overlap with what game he's playing with the man in black? Like, what what game is this they're, they're playing? And, you know, okay, so it's, it's on the docket to get to later, but let's do it now. Is the man in black a host or human? Uh, depends on what uh, point yeah. in the story we're he's, talking about. That's what like I was both. telling you today. Yeah. Okay. I think they're fucking he's, with you in time-wise. Yeah. Like, I think what we saw in season one and two, I think we're seeing the real Man in Black. Yeah. I think the the end scene, the credit scene, I he's think that's a human host, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a human host. But that takes place farther into the future. Right. Right. So, okay. so yeah. at the point where he's outside the door and you think that, like, when Bernard comes out, he's going to get him, mm-hmm. that never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that never happened either. Mm-hmm. I think he just passed out on the beach and they found him and they and he was the survivor. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He didn't survive. There, yeah. That's that's where the test for fidelity starts is there. No, he did survive. Remember at the very end, Dolores's voiceover, she goes, some of the worst of us survived. And you see a shot in the tent with right. the security team and you see the man, man in black, black on his, he's on his back, like. Right. How many, so how many times is this motherfucker gonna get shot and not bleed to death? Well, they're, oh. I think they're doing, <laughs> that's what I said too. I think, but I think they're doing that to fuck with us as yeah. the audience because they right. never show him digging in his arm. He gets shot like five fucking times. Well, he almost digs yeah. in his arm because yeah. he's not sure if he's a But they never showed it to us. No, he never, yeah. he didn't do it. Yeah. They, like something stops him every time. Mm-hmm. But I think like, the test for well for the test for fidelity that's what that was when he was coming back in um he never he never was he never was um was there in real life mm-hmm. 
So I don't, but he died at some point. I think that really I was his daughter that he killed. I think he dies much later. Yeah, much, I think he dies much later too. Yeah, I think, I think he think, lived through the the events of the park. I, I think he lived yeah. through that, and he makes it off the island, and he eventually dies. And then what we saw as the credit scene is so now, someone trying to bring him back later in time. So what? now yeah. I'm thinking that because, like we said, the the nonlinear timeline in the first season was just a fuck with us, but it was part of moving the story forward in the second season. I'm wondering if that's going to be the plot device for having a nonlinear timeline for season three. Yeah, I don't think we. Okay. I don't think it's the last of him. Or, and, what, and, yeah. what were you about to say, Martin? Um, I, yeah, I think, I think it's like you. He got off the island, basically. He's still super rich. So basically what he did was he set up a simulation and he cloned himself or he mm-hmm. made himself into a host to go through the this like last two seasons over, over and over yeah. again, basically to see if he chooses another decision. Just like how they yeah. talked about how Delos chose every time to abandon his son. Yeah. I think his choice just, for his simulation is going to be whether he kills his daughter. Yeah, he's just doing a real version of the simulation that but you see everything in the Forge. That I think we saw in season one and two, I think that did happen. And that did happen to him. Well, so here's the thing I become confused about. It was his daughter that was questioning his fidelity, correct? She's a human host, too. Yeah, I think yeah, she's a host, she's a host so, too. So he, so he was a human host at the point that he was questioning Delos's fidelity. No, no, he no. was a real person. Well, he was a real person, but those the last two seasons have been both real and assimilation at the same time because they, they just run over the simulation over and over again. Yeah. So the first episode of season one is like where he gets on the path to maybe That's killing where his they daughter. Start testing his yeah. Did any of you guys watch the uh, the uh, breakdown that Lisa Joy did? It's like a bonus feature if you got HBO Go. Um, they also put it on YouTube. I didn't watch it. They talk about that scene. Okay. Um, the credit scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a quote from here. She says, "In the far, far future, the world is dramatically different." quite destroyed uh, figure in the image of William's daughter. So she's not, that's not really her, obviously. Um, it, she's of, of course now long dead, uh, has come to talk to him. He realizes she's been, he's been living this loop again and again and again, the primal loop we've seen this season. They've been repeating testing every time for what they call fidelity. So the implication, which I did not get any of this when I watched the scene mm-hmm. is that that's, a very long time in the future. I mean, it's all dusty down where they're at. Yeah, right. I peeped that when I watched. I was like, right. that looks way more decrepit yeah. than the Bernard when Bernard was with Dolores. Right, it, it looked way more crazier. Right. Yeah, Maybe they cleaned it up from when Delos was in there. Oh, <laughs> no, so Delos, much, Delos right. was in another part. Like oh, they were okay. there in the forge, but Delos was in like a whole another oh, like you're right. area. Yeah. How did you? He how did the, you know he that? He was in the cradle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he was in the cradle. cradle okay. they, what's, yeah. what's the cradle? The cradle is where, where they, the where all the hosts like um, consciousness are basically. So it's like if you break a host, mm-hmm. you could go to the cradle and download that host's consciousness back or whatever. And the and the forge is where human consciousness lives. Mm. Dog, if this is the future for real, you just kill me now, bro, because this <laughs> yeah. is stressful. Understanding, <laughs> uh, oh my god! All right, so. Um, yeah, I don't even know what Ford we just uncovered. Forge is a computer term here. in real life too. This is true. You you asked if the man in black was a was a host. It was a ho- oh, okay, yeah. so that's how we got here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it it, it really it's is exhausting. frustrating, yeah. and, and and I'm not usually easily defeated by this kind of stuff, but you know, the Nolans, man, and and specifically Jonathan Nolan, 
you know, he's he does this shit with time. You know, he wrote Memento. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, and and I appreciate the Nolan brothers for this complexity that they bring to cinema, and you know that and and just really rearranging uh, timelines and making it work as a plot device. But here, I just it's just it is a little excessive. Um, uh, it, you know, and I I don't really understand outside of this big three card Monty shuffle. In your head, I don't really understand the point of it. I mean, you 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 said something that opened my eyes. We are experiencing time the way Bernard is experiencing time. So, you know, I, I lend a little bit more um, understanding once you say something like that. Uh, but it's just all of this shit, just like cradles and forges. And I'm just <laughs> like, yo, break me the fuck out, bro. Like, this is, you know, that's where I'm at with it. Um, uh, so everybody saw that. The Dolores Charlotte. What what did would you say they're calling her on, on Holoris? Holoris. Yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Holoris. Um, so she left with it looked like maybe five or six different CPUs, right? Confirmed five. Yeah. Confirmed yeah. five. Okay. Pearls. Pearls. Who, who are those five that y'all think she left with? Well, well one, one of them's them Bernard. Has yeah. to be Bernard. Yeah. Has to be Bernard. I think one of them's Teddy. Nah, nah, Ted, that I Teddy think, is in Robot Heaven. I did yeah. say sure. that. I did 100%. say that. Yeah, they showed him in there. They but, showed him. But she physically had Teddy's ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she physically had it. And metaphorically. And, and so I, I think maybe, you yeah. know, it, it's still Teddy. In order to get him yeah. into the, the valley beyond, as yeah. it were, I think she had to put, I think they even show a cutaway of her putting the pearl for Teddy in the machine, and yeah. then that's when we see him walking in there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, we never the, saw him walk into there. We just saw like this shot where like he's standing in the middle of right. the forest. Yeah. Yeah. But did that really happen? Number one, because I, I found it odd. He was just there by himself. You know, it was during her little voiceover at the end. I was like, this could this could be what they want us to think, or this could. This could have actually never happened. I think that's our resolution to the Teddy plot. Uh, I think, first off, like practically, they don't want to pay James Marsden to come back. He's expensive. And I think he's not that important. He's expensive. Right. He's, in, I Rel- mean, he's one of the bigger celebrities. Compared to everybody else, maybe him and Jeffrey Wright, probably. Right. I mean, and, and Anthony Hopkins. James Marsden's probably expensive. Get the yeah. Danny, Danny Newton gets this? a nice, gets a nice a, check. Yeah, she gets a nice check. He's a solid like, B minus actor. He's a solid. Na- outside solid of X-Men, name me one film that has grossed more than $100 million with he's James He's a working Marsden, actor. Bro. I'm going to say Enchanted. Maybe, I'm going to look it up. Maybe Anchorman 2. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my God. James Marsden. He's gotta, a name. You know him. Dude, I know him because I know I'm not trying to be funny, but before movies. this, like, I, Evan Rachel Wood, like, I, I knew her for 13. Like. Exactly. That was it. <laughs> Enchanted starring James Marsden, box office $340 million. Okay, but that, I mean, how expensive can you be after $340 million? <laughs> <laughs> In today's, I mean, every movie is fucking $340 million now. This is 2007. That's a different time. That's true. This is true. This is also, okay, so another one in between now and then. You see what I mean? Like, this guy can't be that fucking expensive, <laughs> man. Not more than Anthony Hopkins. Definitely not Death at a Funeral. No. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd say Ed Harris and Anthony Hopkins is, like, probably most of the budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's, like, he's good B-minus actors. I don't think Anthony actors. Hopkins is They're coming all back, like, though. I think he will. I think he'll come back in the same manner that he came back this season. Like, yeah. it's like... He's gone, though. Bernard, yeah. Bernard, like, erased unless him completely. Unless he was did gone at least before. five days of work. Like, he could come back for five well, days. They had work. this whole ambiguous fucking conversation on the beach and uh, the horizon and where the land and the seas meet. So That was, I, that was Bernard, though. 
Yeah, so but there's no chance of Ford coming back, you're saying? No, so he's Ford, gone. Like, Ford is dead. They manufactured a way for him to come back this season, though. I mean, it was kind of a cop-out this season. I, I feel I'm like saying, they could like, bring him back, but we would hate them if they did. I, the show, I thought the same thing before season two. The show keeps doing that, though. It finds these ways to just bring... Like, the whole... Um, how he just magically brought Dolores back. Yeah. yeah. Like... And so now when you say... It wasn't magic. He showed you how the fuck he did it. No. <laughs> I, okay. But it's like very like there's always a copy or yeah. something like... And it's like easy to explain. Like, oh, we had a copy. This Just like how... You're right. Like, I, I interpret it. Teddy got downloaded into heaven. Right. But I'm sure they'll be like... Well, we had a copy of him. Yeah, well, well there, we still had his. Host, we yeah. we yeah. still had his book in the library, and we had somebody no, he recreate his book in the library because he's not human. His ball is still oh. active, but this like, is, I, you know what I mean? Like, and he's going to be back. This is indicative of a bigger problem on the show in general, which is like, what are the stakes? It's unclear. You know, I, I mean, I I thought that when they blew up the cradle, that that meant the backups for the hosts are gone. So yeah. now, when they die, it's for real. Then, like, three more hosts died and got brought back, like, exactly. the next episode. It throws it, it all off. Like, because when he murdered Dolores, it's like, now it means nothing. Right. When Bernard shot her. It's yeah. like, all right, we can just bring the No, bring the it check. means we have two of her now. I know, but. I think well, so, someone else is in hail. I I, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Someone else is in Okay, hail. so, all right. Why so, do you think that? Why, why wouldn't it make sense for them to do Well, that? they do say it in the, uh, the YouTube thing. Lisa Joy says, Part of the mystery we're trying to weave is we want you to be thinking about who's in Hale's body. I mean, I just don't think there would be two Dolores's, although that'd be cool. It would be really cool. I think it's Teddy. I think she's full bisexual now, and it's Teddy. Teddy, 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 Teddy woke up with a vagina. Dolores is full bisexual. He put, she put him. Oh, I thought you meant Tessa Thompson. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Where were you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, yeah. I think her and Janelle Monae are uh, really a thing. Right. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I think Evan Rachel Woods. That sounds like the most amazing. amazing. Yeah. I'd pay for that. I'd pay, I'd pay a lot of money that. for that. I'd pay to watch I'm, that. I'm very I'm sorry to be so. you know what? Now now that I'm thinking about it, he said that he thinks that Evan Rachel Wood identifies as a queer woman. So. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that may be a I, thing. I'm talking in the show. No, I am too. Okay. Like I'm, t- I'm thinking about whether or not like that's feasible for like part of the plot that Teddy is there, and then they live out a relationship as queer women. Teddy's one of the five balls. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> I, I don't I, think so. I was thinking okay. Teddy, the dad. I think the Bernard. Dad. Well, it was well, obviously Abernathy too. Yeah, yeah Abernathy. No, Abernathy's the dad. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what I'm saying, obviously. So Bernard, Teddy, Abernathy, that's only three. Right, so I thought, the other two? I think she would bring back Maeve, like, an, so like a copy of Maeve or something like no, that. Well, she didn't grab no, Arch Enemy, right? Maeve no, didn't get she, she, Maeve is still intact. in the park, and yeah. they even dropped the line to Felix and Sylvester exactly. about, yeah. you get, go ahead and, and bring, bring back which ones you can, and there's a shot of Maeve, which is another thing. She has this big emotional death scene. And then you're just like, ah, oh, no, we can, we'll probably bring her back. Yeah. Like, where well, are the I stakes, think, man? I think <laughs> she could have made a copy of Maeve before, like, the cradle exploded, basically. Because you can make a copy of anybody in that's the cradle. Nobody and they can show anything yeah. in a flashback, too. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah that's that's what I'm saying about this show. And, I, and, I, and I, don't, I don't mean to say this in a disrespectful way, but they create these walls, right? They create these walls that say anybody can be recreated. And then, uh, you know, and... Having said that, if you die, we can bring you back, right? They they make everything like in between these walls of fucking science, and then when you do that, it's like everything in between makes sense. They can make it make sense. Well, we can, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's all my mess, son. Yeah, well, it's annoying. <laughs> well, I think. Well, one of the things that because I listen to other podcasts that they were saying was that um, the core drive of a human doesn't change 
whereas the hosts have the ability for their core drive to change. Right. And so I think like that's the point. The 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 boundaries can move for these hosts in ways that they can't move for us as humans. Right. And so that's probably why it's frustrating you because you're a human and not a host. That oh. could be it. Yeah. <laughs> you're a host, Sting. I'm assuming, because you're not frustrated. I'm not saying it's not frustrating, but, oh, like, you're okay. big, man. Well, I <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, okay. I, I have a question based upon what you said. So is Stubbs human or host? I think Stubbs is a host. Just by the way he was talking. Right. Yeah, I think he's okay. a host. He was, he was just letting her know, like, hey, I'm about to let you go, and here's why. Right. Okay. And I think... um I don't think Ford likes humans very much. So I think if he, if he's going to like hire people and surround himself with a bunch of people, he's going to have as much hosts as he can. Right. That makes sense. I, I have a theory about Stubbs. And I, as watching other films and other writing, I, I find that I, I lean towards no, that, okay. I, I, that he's a human. Talk about it. Um, I mentioned to it earlier is that a lot of movies and, and some shows do this. And, and they do it, in my, in my opinion, a lot of more war uh, military-like stuff. Um, I brought up the example. Do you remember the end of um, Black Hawk Down? And oh, yeah. you had uh, Eric Bana's character. The whole movie, he's this cold stone military guy. He's doing his military thing. And at the end, he's getting food, and he gives this speech to one of his fellow recruits. He's like, man, it's just war. War is just war, and we got to go and do our jobs. You know, like, and he goes on the, and he, yeah, and he does. And I didn't he, know this was a talent you had. That's two and, in a row. And, like, <laughs> he goes on this, like, five-minute speech about war and how it's our job and things like that. But the whole movie, he doesn't say shit. And it's, like, his moment to kind of explain his his motivation. Dis, his motivation and his disposition. And I saw that in the Stubbs character. Because the whole movie, the whole show, he's, like, the one character that I felt like had his moral compass kind of in a one particular Him direction. You know, yeah. And he's he's quiet. He does his job. He has a very clear direction and path. He wants to he wants to protect humans. So I felt like that was his moment to say why he. It, it was his shine. It was his moment to say why I do what I do, and and you know all the things because if he's human, then he believes that she is still Charlotte. And he be, he obviously doesn't he, fuck he with Charlotte. Knows, I think he, he knows he, he knows, he knows she's, she's a host. host. Yeah, he knows, he knows. because yeah. he made it possible for her to bypass all the the protocols for her to get on the boat. I don't. And go. I didn't interpret that. I that he made I, it. I how would that, he make sure. it possible? He just was like, "Go ahead." Like because yeah. if he, he's but if he's a through. human and he knows that that if he truly in his heart believes that's Charlotte Hale. That's like that's like at an island. And I see Treasy. It's like okay, well, come on, Treasy. But like, no, but if, but if he's but he's but if he's not a human, yeah. he said that his motivation. He said my co- no, he said my core drive. He, he said his he core drive. He did say core drive. That was what made me say he was a. That me was made too. me say. He yeah. was I a I, I get it, and I, I think the writers of this show that that's too direct for me. That's no, too it was direct. them talking. You ever like people who are in like. They code switching, they, right? Yeah, they're, he sense? was code switching in a sense, but like people who have Literally. like um, I'd say had secret societies <laughs> or whatever, they have like their codes and their passwords, mm-hmm. and they talk to each other a certain way to identify each other. Right. I feel like that's what was happening in that moment, and he was saying like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, you know, the pass or whatever, and if you answer this correctly, then you can move forward." Right. And she answered correctly I because just, my thing is if his motivation. His core drive is actually to protect humans, which it seemed to be. He was like, I know who my loyalty is to, mm-hmm. which to me, I interpreted his loyalty is to four. Right. And so if his loyalty is to four, then he is playing the game in such a way that he's going to help 
um, move things forward to uh, further Ford's goal. Mm-hmm. And to further Ford's goal, then he would want Dolores out of the park. That's what, what Ford wanted. Mm-hmm. So if, if he believes she was human, mm-hmm. that that doesn't make sense. I mean, based but, on what he was saying. Well, but I mean, I, I looked at it as that the whole show, the whole season and show, he he has he's a very militaristic, a very you know security driven human, and he sees that she's kind of a fucked up person. Like he sees he doesn't that. like her though. So yeah, he like, doesn't like her. I so feel like he's doing it to stick it to Delos. Like I looked at that as like, yo, listen. Like I didn't see you directly do anything that's fucked. Like he didn't see her murder. Um, Elsie, right. but he's like, yo, I know you're a fucked up person, right. and I see what you're doing. Well, here. she was gonna, they were gonna leave the the humans and that they were supposed to go get, mm-hmm. that were like showing pinging on whatever he, system. Yeah. That he was he was supposed to go get them, and yeah. then like he are he got into arguments with Strand, the 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 tall bald white guy. He got into arguments with the the head of the bum ass security team. Like, so I think he was like, yo, listen, I see how fucked up you are. I see that you represent a fucked up reasoning and a fucked up company. I'm th- that was his moment to say, I see what you're doing. I'm going to let you off here because I, I, I'm allowed to let you leave off here. And I should because I, I, I'm, my goal is to protect humans. If, he be- if he's a human, he believes she's human. I can see um, why you think that. I don't agree. But I don't agree. But, I, I see why but I'm saying that. like your argument that he's a host, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say that that's like, it's just that's my argument. And then also I feel like the writers of the show is too easy. That's too easy, and I can't. I can't buy into it. What um, about the, him? Oh, go ahead. Oh, the yeah. director said he's a host. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, he did. did he say that? Yeah, the director yeah, yeah. said he's a host. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck all that then. <laughs> fuck <laughs> the whole rant. You fought a good one, though. That was a good fight. He has his sly little line too about like it's my job to watch over the host inside the park. Yeah. And then he lets it go. Which right. is like I admit that was my one like uh, that was <laughs> pretty fun. That kind of that's dead giveaway. Dead giveaway <laughs> as they say. Yeah. But hey listen. Yeah. You know, that, man, that's the fun of it. So I have a question and because you guys are very smart. You guys are I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I gotta clap it up for y'all because you guys are really smart when it comes to this Westworld shit. Like y'all are seeing shit that I didn't see. And I Trust appreciate me, when you it. listen to other people on their podcast, they see all kinds of shit. They right. like reading stuff and they know book quotes. And I'm like, wow, like you pulled that out of your head. God yeah. damn. Yeah. See, I don't do Reddit. I don't do any of that stuff. So it's like, I, I, it's, you know, but all right. So in order to get the what are these little balls called? Is it the CPU? It's a pearl. It's a pearl. OK, yeah. so in order to get the pearl into the head of a host. Mm hmm. What is that process? That's when the uh, Bernard got his head open. Like that's that process. Okay, so you can do it to yourself. It hurts. Yeah, you have to have the the machine has to do it because once like you know like when the the little machine did the laser hole yep. and took the shit out. You know he's like he's a limp body at that point. Right now, I'm glad you said that, Chandler. Now here's my bullshit. <laughs> you already? How the fuck? Did Dolores Charlotte get the new ball into Dolores's body? To get her they current had the machine, ball, the three D printing machine. They had the printing machine, but where was the fucking take it from here, extract the head, and put that in? It's there. like a claw machine. stitch. Yeah. It's like Toy Story, man. It's like a little claw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or you just Whoa. crack that built into that machine. <laughs> oh yeah, you just crack the head open, like yeah, you crack your when, own head open to put it. No, when when Del- when uh, Holores is making. Bernard, right? She p- 
puts the ball while he's being made. No, that's not what he's saying. No. He's saying uh, that Haloris yeah, yeah. made Dolores. Yeah. Right? And that she had to have made Dolores. No, no fucking plug a thumb drive in and do the copy. Do the copy shit that OS does. That's like, my thing. That machine was like a very truncated version of the machine that was in the lab. Right. Right. Is it just a 3D printer? Mm-hmm. It was just a 3D printer. It wasn't the shit that puts the ball in the fucking head. I'm we don't sure know you that. can type it in. Hey, after printing, move ball <laughs> from point A to point B. It's really that. It's just that simple. I, why not? Why, yeah. <laughs> this is a real minor nit, man. No, it's not, man. It goes into the, what I'm talking about is the this thing being so complex that we don't question these small things. And I'm like, yo, this is similar to me. I was telling Corey this earlier. This is similar to that whole that whole like uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Y'all seen that? Die Hard with a Vengeance? Oh, okay. Well, y'all yeah, won't get the Samuel riddle. Samuel Jackson. Right. Well, you remember the riddle where they gave he gave him two like big, like a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug, and they had to put exactly four gallons into one of the jugs without spilling a drop. And they had to basically, they had to do a bunch. It was a, it was a big riddle. That's how I feel about this shit. Is like, how the fuck did she get the ball from Halores to Dolores and then programmed Do- uh, Charlotte and then, you know what I'm saying? And it, she was doing all this shit by herself. That's all I call bullshit. All right. Well, let me rewind it back. How, when you have a, a biological body, do you put a computer in the head to control it? What are we talking when about? You have a- I'm just, the concept of Westworld in general. Like well, how you, a, a I, person I mean, does it. If you're going to ask, I know, but like how do you wire a computer to a biological body? Like to me, if you're if you're picking that nit and I'm kind of making fun of you. <laughs> right, okay. Why yeah, not why not no, tear I, apart I, I the entire logic of the All of the right. series? All right. I think it's suspension of disbelief, you. man. But I do, you're right. Yeah. It, logistical nightmare. Logistical <laughs> nightmare. So, oh, so, so we're supposed to just say fuck it in the name of entertainment. I think so. I was listening to right. another podcast too, and they were just like suspend disbelief. First of all, <laughs> Mave is so powerful where the people are running into um, the Valley Beyond, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> then they send. I don't like when they telegraph stuff. I like when metaphors are like hidden and I'm only supposed to get it when oh, I'm the smart. Horseman. The horseman, yeah. So yeah. like Zombie Clementine. Yeah, mm. death riding a pale horse. I'm like, Bleh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um but like they can see her. She's trotting slow. Right. <laughs> Why does it mave yo? Run <laughs> Real shit. That I'm like, well Real yeah. shit. It's so weird. What about I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead. No, you're good. The, what's the dude Lee Sizemore? Mm-hmm. Did not have to die. Oh no, yeah, the guy because yeah. everything that he like the purpose of him dying like they all died too. But right. I guess that's why he kept saying like they died for but nothing. You right. can see. I mean, I turn on the captions too. The guy that is shooting him is like, "Hey man, put down your gun." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. He says he's like, "We don't. We're not here for you. Right. Like yeah. stop. Like why did he die? That was so cheesy. If anything, the diversion would last longer if he stayed alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kept shooting. Like just keep <laughs> shooting and they'll run away. Yeah. Right." He could have just put down the gun and kept spouting Shakespeare or whatever. He was no, fucking he doing was, his own that words. Was, that was Hector's yeah, monologue. I, I know, but I'm just saying he could have just put down the gun and kept doing that and probably would have had him it in, made no sense. in a trance. That, that was a lame out, man. Yeah. yeah. Why, I didn't like I was played for laughs either. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a big moment. Yeah, and it's like it was like silly score that comes in. Well, and, well, okay, so in retrospect, thinking about it, maybe he felt guilty he Be- never he never manned up in any fucking yeah. situation. So and, that was and his Hector called to man him on up. it. Yeah. Hector called him on it like, yo, let me do the save. And you, he was sitting there crying like a little bitch while they were like, 
you know, about to fucking execute Maeve, and she had to rescue her own self. So maybe he felt in some sort of way guilty that he never never saved her. I got it. But it was just way better ways to do that. Yes. Like, you didn't have to die for Now, if you had developed a sense that he... What if he got his own series somewhere? I would have liked to see him die in more of an accidental way. Like, maybe he tries to save a, a host, and he accidentally gets shot, and he dies. It's like, well... Damn, like he was really trying to help. This is like this. He martyred himself. Yeah, this is like this weird. silly moment that yeah. just doesn't make any sense. It is. It is silly. Yeah. I mean, he's a silly character in season one, and I think season two did a lot towards like making him likable and, yeah. and believable. Much more likable. And then it's all undone. Well, it is much more likable if you're rooting for Maeve. So right. Let's talk about the dumbest death scene in the entire season. Elon Musk's wife. When you know what I'm talking about, the, oh, the, the, the tall blonde. Oh, I'm not here for that. Man. That that was a good scene, man. That was a good scene. I, I like that. I didn't really. Like it. That was corny. To, My well, thing was, the, the, it's not her. It's not her monologue that was corny. It was the fact that this guy, this tactical dude, went from like, you know, fuck these robots to oh, yeah, you look good. I want to, you know, like I you understand what I'm saying. Like, it was, I think it's supposed to be like a because I think I heard a podcast say I don't remember which one, but it's supposed to be a commentary on like, like the online gamer dudes, like who are like really aggressive or whatever. Like he looks kind of like he's in Call of Duty or something like that, right? right. Who are like really aggressive, and then like I don't know if you ever play video games online. But a girl will start talking. He'll be like, "Yo, show me your tits or something like that." Like, oh, the, really? The, the way you could be playing a video game and be super aggressive and be super about violence and killing somebody and not really have female interaction, and then when a female sh- presents herself, you get completely, completely like misogynistic or distracted and stuff like that, and very easy to like manipulate. I think that's what that was supposed to be. Right. Can we talk about the fucking tactical team and how much they saw? Yeah. The way you said that yeah, in a lot of words. Pus- yeah. yeah. <laughs> pussy motivated. I mean, I yeah. get that, but like, there's a time and place to be pussy motivated, and I don't think when like the world around you is is you know collapsing. And I would have murdered that's, every that's single call, robot. That's Call of Duty, though. Listen, definitely I murdered every single robot. Murdered I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even want to talk to a robot, yeah. a child robot. Pop, pop. Like, right. it's time. It's time to clean house. Yo. Right. Like that's these, they're killing people. Talk yeah. about this tactical. This team, this tactical team irritated the fuck out of me right. because there were so many times I was like, that's silly. That's fucking silly as shit. These motherfuckers got revolvers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yo, they. Got, I mean, I know they're a good shot. Maybe that's because they're, you know, they're robots. They're trained to have. A, yo, y'all have assault rifles. Yeah, right. And y'all got grenades. And y'all walking in a circle back to back. Like y'all walking right. in a little circle. Yeah. And then the the other shit when they they ran at them like they was charging the Alamo. <laughs> like, oh, right. like right. yo, yeah. you're a tactical team, Terrible, and y'all, man. y'all was walking. They were doing the Braveheart shit where they kind of like walk towards each other yeah. in a straight line. Right. I just I, that tactical teams. Yeah, they were terrible. That, that drove me nuts. They were, they were, they were gone. They came and went in the same episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that said enough right there. With revolvers. With revolvers, bro. Yeah, there was a couple scenes where I guess I'm supposed to suspend disbelief or suspend imagination. You know, there was a couple of those scenes, man. In that the was last probably episode. the one thing that really bugged me. Yeah, the tactical we, shit. Yeah, I think I misunderstood y'all earlier. You're talking about when Homegirl like blew up the cradle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that scene's bullshit. Bullshit, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. You're right. Yeah, the, the her monologue. I, I liked her monologue, but yeah. the whole way we even got to that, I was just like, Yo, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? 
your 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 explanation though, Martin, it makes sense. But it's I mean, I I I didn't know it was that deep into the gamer thing. But well, there's I a lot of like gamer references in his. Because I think uh, Jonathan Nolan said, like, Grand Theft Auto was, like, a big influence on, like, Westworld. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And Red Dead Redemption, even. There's yeah. a little bit of that, too. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see Red How Dead How come there's no black people in the park, like, fucking people up? Like, they only show, like, Trevante um, Rose, Rose in the first, in the first yeah. season, like, for five minutes, and he has sex and, like, bounces. Like, there's there's no black there was people. Like, there's a black, black family. family. Yeah, when they meet Dolores yep. in, like, the first episode But or they're something. not in the park fucking people up, either. You don't know that kid could be. <laughs> Maybe that's a commentary yeah. on like toxic whiteness or something. Yeah. I don't know. Could be. I'm just curious though. Like, I don't. That it would just never dawn on me to like. Yeah, I want to go to a park and like fuck up robot and then like kill them all. No, you, these not, people, you've never been about. presented with the opportunity. <laughs> I, I mean, even if I was like, I'd want to go check it out. I'd be really interested in the technology, but I wouldn't be like, I want some robot peen. Well, like I'm good. I'm going to keep it a hundred. I'm going to tell you, I, I think I have two words that explains why we don't see a lot of black people there. Mem- money, membership fees, membership fees, <laughs> right? Money, like, yeah, like, low key. I'll be chilling in the black park for real. Yeah, okay. I, would, I, I wouldn't you be, be in Westworld. <laughs> You'd be in yeah. Africa. Uh, is there Africa. is there an African one? They ain't showing. Uh, I don't know. They, they know be, there's probably. six parks. There's six parks, so there has to be like some type yeah, of African. African one? I, I probably just would go to the African one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that the people. I might get some Masipine in the African, motherland world. The white the white people of Westworld would love to go like to a. Robot slave trade. Uh, I'm sure that's something that. Oh, like wow. how, yeah. how demented they are. Like I think. Yeah, so. yeah. totally. They got the Raj world. So right, Raj world pretty, pretty fucked up pretty, too. Yeah. Those are slaves. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's so pretty there. So, 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 <laughs> so <laughs> where? Okay, so I mean, we talked about the the what was the, it was just called Japan <laughs> the Japanese world Shogun yeah. world. Shogun world. Shogun world. Okay, there we go. Um, did we talk about Ghost Nation any? Whole, well, we uh, talked about that. the episode, but like, yeah. How cool was that though? I I, I liked it, I, and I liked how like I feel like the ideology of what what is, how do you pronounce the name? Akin Akichita Akichita. Um, I, I liked how the ideology of you know this door and everything. You know, a lot of that spirituality is what we is what we think about when we think about you know the American Indian or Native American, however you want to phrase it. Um. Just being really in touch with, you know, nature and spirituality of the world and the pulse of the world. So I, I, I liked how that that, that kind of merged with that. At least that's what I got from it. Totally. Um, does anybody else see it a different way? Or I think tying in this like very heady sci-fi shit into like a, a typical creation myth mm-hmm. um, is, is really interesting stuff. I mean, and the whole, how they deal with reincarnation and, and what that means to real Native American society and what we know of it as quote-unquote reincarnation in Westworld. I, I, I thought that was really interesting material mm-hmm. and that the episode delivered on that metaphor and exploring it very much, pretty someone, fully. Someone um, on a, a podcast I was listening to yesterday talked about Westworld in this iteration, depending on what the future looks like for hosts, mm. right? And human hosts in the dystopian future, that this would be like their biblical times. Mm. Like their, that it's their creation story and it's what it looks like. And so it's interesting to me that they created like a utopia for themselves somewhere that's unattainable that only Dolores knows where it is, right? Totally. And it's their heaven. 
and like maybe they in 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 the future are questing to locate it so that they can also get there. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Um, I thought the whole thing too, like so you know, with with your creator, right? Which is obviously God. Like Ford represents a God in terms of like Bernard, right? And I thought it was also interesting, like, so Ford is God to Bernard only to find out that Dolores actually made him the way that he was, right? So God is a female. Maybe. a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I don't... God is Lennis Morissette. Continue. Dogma. Continue. No. (laughs) Okay. She's black. So... (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Her name's Arzula. I'm riding with it. Continue. (laughs) Um... But anyway, so um, you made me lose my fucking train of thought. I'm sorry. I did that. (laughs) So so, um, anyway, for him to think that God is this one one entity um, and only to find out that that entity played a very small role um, in the shaping of Bernard and who he becomes um, as opposed to someone else who was his peer shaping him so much more. And then like him destroying God, knowing God is not there anymore and then still believing that he's motivated by God Mm. and having to have a paradigm shift to understand that he is the one driving himself. So I'm like, I'm like, what are, what are we supposed to be taking away here in terms of like the writer's intention? I'd read an article that stated Bernard realizing that he was imagining Ford in the in the end is him reaching true consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that that's his moment of, of true artificial consciousness. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm saying like in terms of like a metaphorical mm-hmm. sense of what's happening, like yeah. that's the way that I interpreted that. Like God creates man, man, man depends so much on uh, like project so much of God onto his own behavior um, only to realize that it's really influenced by his peers and others like him and then destroys God and then still believes that God is influencing his behavior. Mm-hmm. So to kind of transition in two points that you just made, um, let's talk about that. It's not on the docket, but let's talk about that scene with Ford and Maeve where he, mm-hmm. got, you know, he expresses that she's, she was always his favorite mm-hmm. What was what was happening there? Because I'm guessing that went over my head too. So it's like a Maeve versus Dolores thing. Like, um, Dolores is Arnold's favorite, and then Maeve is Ford's favorite. So it's like what they set in motion to achieve their goals through mm-hmm. these two beings. So they are arch enemies. I was so no, I don't think that they're enemies. Well, I mean, it's the whole Magneto Professor X. It's like it we're is. not friends, we're not enemies, but both of our causes. Exactly what she said at the end. Both of our causes are going to help liberate our people, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of the stance of where we fight. But I just, I just think that may back up your theory that God is a black woman. Well, I'm just <laughs> one thing I don't understand <laughs> well, is and you're in that in that way, God is a white dude and a black dude. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a lot going on with God there. Uh, one thing I don't understand is like, okay, Ford put Dolores on her loop to punish her for killing Arnold, right? So. I don't know about that. But. Well, I think I think that's the implication is that her loop is basically to be raped and tortured, like we don't know that she over was and raped. over and over again. We don't know that she was raped. They alluded to her being raped, but then when you see it later, she wasn't raped. Wait, Dolores killed Arnold? Killed the real Arnold? Yeah, yeah but, she but Arnold the real made Arnold. her do it. He programmed. Her yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 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 Because yeah. he didn't want the park to open. 
Okay, I have yeah. to uh, circle back on that one. <laughs> and then they pretty much like erased his image. So like Arnold's this mythical thing, and then mm. Bernard becomes Arnold without understanding that that's who he's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that I got. Right, I, so Bernard didn't look like Arnold. Yes, he does. Yeah. He looks exactly like Arnold. Dog, what the fuck? So why <laughs> I miss that? Black I miss, oh, you're that's Arnold. That's a season one. He never, he he never be, met him. I gotta go He's already dead. Oh. He like they talked oh, about him okay. being dead before they even get to the park in the first you're right, season. You're right. And like Delos was that. when Delos like William and Logan came and Delos bought the park after that. So by the time they show up, like Arnold's already gone. Right. You're well, right, so yeah, Delos yeah. had already inherited the park before Man and William came into the picture, though. No, no, they were scouting it and they bought it. Like they convinced him to buy it when William was going through the park. That was them like, hey, let's check this shit out. Like it what Delos wasn't involved in the park's operations. Lo- Logan oh. Logan took William there like so that they could acquire right. Okay. It. Wait, then, but Logan has seen Arnold though, right? Well he had to have seen Arnold at some point because Arnold was alive when Logan was in the hotel. Well, if they're saying that if they're saying that the park only if they're saying he died he he died so the park wouldn't open, I guess he wouldn't have. But they hit his death, yeah. so Logan would have saw Bernard yeah. eventually. And, no, but oh, that's the no. thing with Bernard. Bernard's role there is because they're like that he's somebody really high up at the park. Like yeah, yeah. he's 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 fake Arnold. Yeah, exactly. But Be- then Dolores say uh, you don't recognize him like you haven't seen him in a long time. Oh, you're Arnold. Hey. Uh, well, what's his name? Uh, man, the man in black had never met Arnold. Uh, Arnold was kind of the behind the scenes guy. Right, okay, and then yeah. season one, Man in Black is always talking about like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what Arnold really wanted. Right, the maze is is the secret to to Arnold's mission, as right. it were. Um, but was it was the maze even relevant? Well, the maze is the path to path the consciousness. Path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that's and that well, nah, not really. It's, it's their the awakening. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Arnold wanted was the <sighs> the awakening. Okay. When you get to yeah. the center of the maze, you wake up. Right. Because oh, yeah. it's not a real maze. It's not a real. Maze. But there is a real door, right? And that's in this season, the thing that's the heaven. But only right. the host can see it, right? Right. So we saw that when they were like, "Oh, what the fuck are they looking at?" The, the, <laughs> the yeah. two that cleaned up the park, and obviously they now have this connection with these hosts. First of all, the two guys that couldn't see the door, yeah, boy. After everything they went through, you said, "Hey, can you help uh, look through these hosts?" Nah, bitch. Like, uh, nah, bitch. <laughs> Workman's uh, comp. Uh, I'm getting on that boat, yeah. and I am seeking alternative employment, and I want to go. <laughs> Yo, listen. I had a Tyler Durden in that situation, like <laughs> punch myself in the face. Uh, you need to pay me. Yeah. Listen, I'm getting a paycheck off that. Yeah. If I can add something to what Lizzie was saying, um, uh, the whole thing with, uh, and he said, you know, Magneto, Professor X. There's also that at the end of this season uh, with Dolores and Bernard, where mm-hmm. she she rebuilds him and basically gives him the whole spiel. You know, like I, we have opposite ideologies, but. If our kind is going to survive, we both have to be these equal and opposite forces to right. ensure that we make it. And right. Um, I think that's also to show that the hosts are so much more reasonable than humans. And, that they, and that the hosts understand how much balance is required for right. things to yeah. really work the way that they're intended. Right. And that they would motivate each other. But I, I need to that. know, you asked earlier confusing que- confusing questions. Like, what is Dolores' plan? Right. Like you can't kill six billion. Well, I mean you can. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean if you go full Terminator and you know and 
launch the nuclear bombs, but like, what is your, there's, <laughs> there's, Whalen, listen, li- there's literally, <laughs> according to the canon of what we've seen, there's three of y'all. Right. Like, there's three well, of y'all outside of the park. There's three of y'all outside of the park. What do y'all plan on doing? Right. Well, well, plan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just going to keep making <laughs> I think Rachel well, had a baby. Anything is possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, okay, the uh, future world, right? The uh, sequel to Westworld. Um, the, 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 the movie. Yeah, yeah, the movie. The plot is it's basically. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the plot is basically Delos is like replacing real people. Like real people come to the park and they replace them with like hosts and then send them out. And I think that's what Dolores is trying to do. She's definitely doing that with Hell, who is like a very powerful person. I think she's going to try yeah. to do that with a bunch of more people and maybe try to start a war or something like that. Mm. I still don't see why um, Delos didn't put a few safety features in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh. that like these lifelike humans don't uh, life like all motor functions. functions. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was their one. Uh, well, that was their one failsafe. Well, they me, have like, explosives in their neck too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then when you, if, if you've got. A rebellious robot building other rebellious robots. That, yeah. that or if you just got somebody that says, "Yeah, wave them through," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I was saying, Corey, to to me, maybe that speaks to the arrogance of humans. You know, yeah. is that like you know we we're able to control the things that we build, and we yeah. think so, we have all the cont- contingencies figured out. Yeah, but we and, don't, and we don't. Yeah. Um, and we do shit like make them be able to change each other, to control each other through proximity in their minds. It, yeah, this is fucking it i mean at the core of it i think you know all these parallels to like what's actually happening in the real world and you know the the connections we can make to you know us as humans i think i think it is genius um i i think my overall synopsis is that you know if it could just tone down the sci-fi shit just a tad just 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 one thing to not be a sci-fi well i mean no you keep the sci-fi thing but just (laughs) just just take off one layer just one fucking layer like any layer will do it's just it's a little too many it's a it's a fucking triple cheeseburger double will do you know what i mean it's one of those things it's like just give me one layer off and and you could still be sci-fi just not so fucking i need to read quantum physics book sci-fi you know that kind of thing. If you made it through Interstellar, like this should be a breeze. Nah, man. Interstellar is a lot simpler than this. It's far more simpler than this, man. You know, um, it's bound in a formula. Like this is there's no formula. It's just two walls, and anything happens. It's like fucking yeah. Royal Rumble. This this Westworld. The, there's three episodes this season that the, the ones that stand out. Um, you know, the one in uh, Shogun World, love it or hate it. Um, the one with uh, James Delos where, you know, you see William come in there and do the That's fidelity the test fidelity, three yeah. times. Yeah. And then uh, Kiksuya, the one with uh, Akichita, episode eight of the season. Mm-hmm. Those episodes were my favorite of the season and probably of the show overall. And they are different because they do not feature the bouncing around plot and they don't. For the, for the most part, they don't feature a whole lot of time shenanigans either. They mostly are, are linear. Mm. And I think that really shows, like, if they take out the overcomplication and, the, you know, if they can rid themselves, the creators, of this uh, need to overcomplicate stuff and, and make it all shrouded in the, the mystery box. Right. I think the show could be a lot stronger. It could be a lot stronger, yeah. Well, my favorite episode, and, and I, that's a really good point. I do think that's a good point. And it didn't make me realize why I like episode two of season one or season two um that's my favorite of the series and i feel like because it starts to get into the economics of what was actually happening you know the backstory of 
um, you know, th- these these people with this technology trying to find buyers, you know, to to scale their, their to scale their project. Um, and, you know, the intentions from the economics and, and how that shapes, you know, people's motivations. And then it, it and then it, to me, it touched on what we see happening with like Facebook and, you know, it, it was finally that introduction to that, which is this, you, you know, I heard somebody say this quote, and it's a fucking brilliant quote. Um, you know, when you pay for something, when you go to the store and you pay for something, you're pay- this is the product, right? Yeah, I'm paying for this bottle of water that I'm holding in my hand. That's the product. When you do things for free and services are available for free, you're the product. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're, you know, the way that you think, and that's the, that's, you know, that's the transaction there um, is that you're pretty much selling your you're selling transparency, you know, mm. um, and and I and that's what made that episode to me the best is because we started getting that, like, oh shit, now this is the the plot thickens, and yeah. I see how it connects to what's actually happening in the real world today. So that was my favorite episode. I fuck with that episode mainly just because Jimmy Simpson is dynamite as Young William. Yeah, man. he kills it. He's so good. I, I like him, um, but I like it. I like Ed Harris too, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. The, the the Man in Black episode with the with the wife. There's right, no yeah. and that's a beautiful episode. Man. It's just a, it's just an episode that because I can't tell if I'm supposed to feel sorry for him or not, and I, I mean I get it. He's he's I mean he does some pretty fucked up things but then it's with fake robots you know and it's like well no, I mean like he's an opportunist and like yeah. he basically like is a cancer in that family 100% but like what did he what did he do but that's I think it's that that's the real him yeah, you know, th- those ugly impulses are what he really is. And, and that young yeah. William you fell in love with is not he's not he's there gone. anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's, I get that concept, but it's like, you know, I, I get it. It's pretty fucked up. People go to this park and they they rape and murder and kill, mm-hmm. but they're not raping, murder and killing. Yeah. You know, like they're they're it's a simulation. Right. So same thing. You play video games. You know, so it's like, but then this whole uh, these external forces are judging him. And and but I, I see that he in a way maybe he enjoys it, you know, and maybe it's that's what's the breakup. Well then don't I don't I don't let my kid play those kind of games for that reason and I yeah. never did. I think it's a choice, right? I think that that's even even in the type of entertainment you choose when it's not real, yeah, that's a reflection of what is what you are motivated by, what's titillating to you, what's exciting yeah. to you, how you see yourself and what you would do if you given the unfettered opportunity. Yeah, and, I, and, I think, and everyone doesn't choose that. Some people just pay, play Minecraft forever. Well, I, well I, I mean, I think that's what this show is trying to show us too. Is that you know, that a video game for all intents and purposes is still a video game, but like to murder a, a, a simulated person, it's tangible. It's this thing that you can it's actually. More, it's more visceral in yeah. this in 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 this um this instance. But what I'm saying is that even even people with access to video games for entertainment yeah, yeah. don't choose that. I know they don't. That's a reflection yeah, of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, still, I like play you Call know, of Duty like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, we already know, but we'll talk later. I, but. I it, though, like, but there's still people that you know love Call of Duty. They're they're great people, and you know, but this guy is 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 getting reamed by his family. His wife commits suicide. So I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that feels sorry for him. There's another part of me that's like, it's it's the so, overall. You know, uh, you know, we've seen this trope or whatever that word is in other movies, like people who are obsessed. He's obsessed with mm-hmm. the experience. He's obsessed well, think, with potentially 
creating a fake person. So you know. I'd say I'd say like this, like the the gun versus knife argument, right? Like, because people are always like, well, if guns go away, then we'll still have knives. Well, it takes a lot more balls to kill someone with a knife than it does with a gun. So I think like with video games, like that's the gun. But yeah. Westworld's the knife. Like, you yeah. a sick motherfucker. Like, you walking yeah, up on true. people yeah. and actually you want to feel true. it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, his wife gives him pretty much like an anger speech that I think pretty much sums up, you know, it, from a spouse's perspective, how she viewed him. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Th- if you think about it, you and know, he was she, going and doing that shit for months at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but just, just who he was as a person, like mm-hmm. what, you know, she fell in love with a certain type of man because she thought he was a certain type of thing. Yeah. And then she come to the realization that you're really, you know, you're, you're this wrapped inside something else, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I've seen your true intentions. So, you know, I, I, I think that was important that his wife delivered that because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if we're not, we're assuming that, I mean, she, you know, she married down in that particular sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. So she had to love him uh, <laughs> as fucked up as that sounds to say, but it's real. Um, and, the benefit and, was all on his side. The benefit was all on his side and he yeah. completely, he completely manipulated you know, his yeah, way yeah. into a position of power based upon some impulsive urges, uh, mm-hmm. you know, expanding yeah, from what yeah. uh, Lizzie said. So I think I think they're not really judging. It's not so much ju- maybe so judging what's happening in the park, but then that you bring that into the real world as well. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that becomes your motivation in the like. You know, you're operating be, as a, in the same way. In when the you same come way. Back to yeah, reality. I, maybe yeah. I want to see more of that to see the true dynamic of him you know what really led to his obsession well i think that's ford's game right is for him to realize i think who he is i I, I was gonna say that is i think this is just ford i didn't think about that you know what though to Mm. your point though like that's reaching the center of the maze for him that's him discovering his own consciousness and he doesn't like what he finds that's why he's digging in his arm i think he's looking for any way out to say like i'm not that this is not really him in a way i mean he mentions that in the credit scene you know he's like I made my own choice. Right. You know, that he wants to prove that he made his own choice. See, that's what I felt like. I felt like that the game was he's trying to prove that Ford doesn't have control over what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have free, I have real free will, and you can't control me the same way you control these motherfuckers in the park. Well, I think I that's mean, what he thought it was. I'd love uh, to see in season but, three maybe go back to maybe where young, young man in black uh-huh. is. is is going into the park and becoming like his multiple visits after right. his first one to show his obsession, his like, this is who he is becoming, you know. Gotcha. More Jimmy Simpson can yeah, only yeah. benefit the show. <laughs> yeah. More Jimmy Simpson and, and, and showcase what exactly it was that, you know, right. he became so obsessed with. So having said that, you are are we excited for season three? Or is it just, are we just invested in I'm personally, I'm just invested at this point and, uh, you know, I want to see where it goes. I'm not yeah. really, I'm not excited for it the same way I was coming off season one to two. Totally. Same, I, but I'm. But we're here. Like, right. I'm not going anywhere because, like you said, I'm so invested. It's like, why well, I keep watching Star Wars? But yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm invested and, like, it doesn't matter how shitty of a thing they do. I'm not going to not show up. Mm. Right. Because I can't not know. That's how, that's how I feel about Walking Dead. Ugh. No, I enjoy... Westworld. I mean, do I did I like season one better? Of course, but um, I really enjoy the show. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, in a weird twisted way, I enjoy being lost. I enjoy the thought. I mean, I, I've told you off off microphone that like you know I've had multiple 
long conversations with people about the show. Right. And I and that's fun to me. It's it's a show that can motivate you to have this kind of dialogue. I, I just think is amazing. So Thank I enjoy you. it. I'm yeah, I, I there's tidbits, there's little things here and there, but I'm excited. I was excited for season two. I'm very excited for season three. All right. How you um that? I'm definitely interested to see like if we stay away from the park and if they kind of get hopefully they get rid of the like multiple timeline stuff too. Um, and I, it feels like it's gonna kind of be like, like you remember X Machina, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. remember the X Machina or Machina or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Machina. when she leaves, when she leaves the house, and you're like, oh shit, what is she gonna do? And right. then, like, that's what basically season three is gonna be like right. to me. I got you. Uh, I can. I, I, I like yeah. that analogy though. You're it's right. interesting how X Machina tells the same story with the same themes. Uh, much better in 90 yeah. minutes than this yeah. does. Yeah. Four characters. hours. Yeah. yeah. Four characters. <laughs> two hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. Season two definitely, it had some hiccups, but yeah. Know, it is what it is. It's still a good show. It's it, a great show. It is. I mean, it there's is. worse things to watch. It definitely. Yeah. Um, Martin, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against uh, the time. We're, he's oh, yeah. Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan. We're talking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, if his fucking, I, I put it in the group chat, you know, Sin <laughs> Copy's logo, fucking Christopher Nolan's logo is a fucking maze. Like, Sin yeah. Okay, syncopy. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, but uh, syncopy. yeah, syncopy. That's Dude. what I thought it was. Too. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only idiot. Like syncopate, syncopy. Oh, what was the okay. first word you said? I didn't get syncopy. I said syncopy. No, you said likes syncopate. What the fuck does that mean? It's a musical term. It's a musical term. Yeah. Yeah, I'm straight. Sing copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the mazes and marbles is what they do, apparently. I mean, everybody's woke now, so it should be no reason to like do the multiple timelines. But they, they probably figure out a way to just... Oh, I, no, yeah, I just yeah, told yeah, you how they're yeah. going to do it. They're going to do it with like telling that story backwards from the man in black. I oh, mean, yeah. flashbacks are cool when it gets to the point where you got like multiple shit and it's confusing as to what's going on. Like, I can handle a flashback. But the flashback within a flashback yeah. of three different timelines. Right. And then it's like, you know, we're alternating back and forth between like a two week time period. Uh, yeah. Bernard uh, yeah, waking agree. up on the beach and before Bernard, that got, I, there was a couple times I had to pause, like, whoa, <laughs> where am I with Bernard? Right. Like, <laughs> my thing is, like, why would you give Bernard his like old body back? Like, if everybody knows he's a host. He can step outside, get caught by a camera. Right. He'd be like, what, what's that dude doing out? <laughs> you know, maybe that's yeah. part of maybe that's part of her thing. You know, maybe well, that's like keep in mind they're in Arnold's house. Oh yeah. So it wouldn't be I weird mean, for him to be where he is. Well, yeah, but he died like thirty years. Yeah, ago. Like, well, the motherfucker yeah, house yeah. is chilling. Yeah. So maybe everyone doesn't know he's, he's dead. Chilling, plumbing still working. And Arnold, you look great, man. Right is what late forties, early fifties, maybe. Probably fifties, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be eighty if he aged naturally. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, nobody said, yeah. "Hey, black doesn't crack," and I need you to calm down. Black, yo, <laughs> me and Corey just had a whole conversation about this, and we came to the, I came to the conclusion of why black doesn't crack, it's and maybe sometimes white does. They no, definitely are putting tanning. some kind of wig on Jeffrey Wright. I just looked at a picture of him. He does not have that sharp V. Yo, his hair's gone. Yo, he's yeah. had that hairline since, like, Casino Royale. Yeah. Right. He, yo, <laughs> no, since Peoples Hernandez, bro, and oh, Shaft. Yeah. Yo. Oh, wow. His, <laughs> hair was, his hair looked like it did in Westworld back when he was in um, Boycott, when he played Martin Luther King. Oh, which yeah. was a long-ass time ago. Yeah. It was a good movie I rewatched. Yeah, his hairline is a little, a little rough. 
You know what? I wonder if it was like the fake Basquiat dreads, like just fucked him up with tension alopecia. They probably did. Oh, they probably did. Yeah, absolutely. He's you know terrible. Like, I see no resemblance between him and Basquiat. That was poor casting. But anyway, we'll get it. We'll we'll Who go somewhere else with that. Instead? I'm just uh, saying yeah. you could have. He did a good job somebody. with like Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman was he? <laughs> he, he wasn't a thing back then. I don't think he was born. I don't care. Well, Chad, well, Chad. Chadwick Boseman is like 45. He is 40. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I'm just talking mm. shit. Thanks. Mm. Oh yeah, when we talk though. shit, it's 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 all yeah, fun and games. It's, it's all literal. <laughs> yeah, it's all literal. literal when we talk shit, but it's it's you know suspension of yeah. So I know there is no way for us to cover everything in Westworld, but hopefully we got we satisfied um, some sort of void that you had in this uh you know this whole Westworld saga. Um, Can you guys tell us what you want us to do next? Because we're like. There's so many whack things that happen in between our episodes. We appreciate y'all for continuing to rock with us, but mm-hmm. like literally we don't have content to give you oh, until sorry. something cool happens. Sorry to bother you. It's coming out in like a well, week, I think. Yes. So I think we're yeah, going to have another field trip. Yeah. I think that that would be, be good. And sorry to bother you. is not going to disappoint. No, I don't think so. And I think we should have another field trip like we had for Get Out. I'm with that. I'm, I'm with that shit. Period. I, you know, I talked hella shit about it, but I want to see it. I want to see Sicario too. It comes out this weekend. No, I'm not fucking with that bullshit. Yeah, we know. I want to see it. Catch that on the download. Because reviews aren't bad, man. The reviews are pretty good. I said that. I was like, I heard that the reviews weren't bad. Well, I mean, Taylor Sheridan, I mean, outside of Hell or High Water, which I hated, he's pretty much bad in a thousand. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to understand. Do they explain why Benicio shot the gun like this? Because, like he was fingering someone. It was just the weirdest fucking. I think thing. that's because you do that. If you're like a f- not me, that's, Whoa. that's a little visual. That's a little. That's a little too much. I think if He's you're like, like a 45 year old dad, though, that's like the coolest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> really? I think so. My dad was like, "Yo, did you see how Benicio <laughs> shot the gun?" Yo, you, like, you yeah, dad, your dad I saw sound it. washed up right now. Hey, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I love man. you, Dad. He's, he's got to be excited <laughs> by a little bit more than that, Mr. Chandler. Um, uh, but yeah, man, um, Sicario too. I do want to see it. Um, and I don't know. There's, a, there's. A, I, I want to see sharp objects on HBO. No, I, I want to see that yeah, too. That, I, I, I enjoy Gillian Flynn. So. Yeah, that looks like a good recipe. And I like Amy Adams. That looks like a good. recipe. I love her for, also. Um, anything else before we close this out, guys? Good. Yeah, good. You sat, you sat up, Martin. Like we got some. Like you got some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to like see. Uh, like. Uncle Jew comes out Friday. Come on, I'll pass on that shit. Bro. I'll pass on that shit. Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp comes out soon. Too. I'll pass on that uh, shit. Too. I have to watch yeah. it just because we're here now. Yeah. Um, I, if 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 Avengers, what four, mm-hmm. um, wasn't coming out, I don't know. I I'll have time to catch Ant Man and the Wasp. Before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure my I'm sure my sources will. He's uh, got, <laughs> yeah. got a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes, man. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep on him. Yeah. What are what? Yeah, please send us some ideas about what you wanted to talk about outside of. Sorry to bother you because I don't know what after that there is. Right. Hey, I, well, I know well, something. Insecure will be back. Right? Insecure, um, Black Klansman. Yeah. We got. I mean, there's a lot coming up. Oh, that better not suck. I'll be so upset. It won't. It won't. Um, but um. There is an idea I want to throw out here. Um, I'm, I'm speaking to the listeners. I'm speaking to everybody here, too. I think because for Father's Day, my wife and my daughter, they bought me uh, like a $25 Regal gift certificate, which it was amazing. I went and saw a few movies that I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. You know, like just just because I had it, it's like I, I got to fucking use it. I got to go. Um, I'm really considering like doing drawings for like 
a $25 gift certificate, you know, like in between episodes and stuff like that. You can figure out how like to that. give them away online, sure. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that'll be hard. Well, I mean, even if we got to mail it to somebody, I don't think that's a... But I think we could probably do it digitally. I'm pretty sure it can yeah. be done digitally. Did so, you hear about the AMC thing? Like they're coming out with their own subscription service now? I heard. Yeah. I posted it in the group chat that nobody responds to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cinemark has something like... Too. Something like that. Not, not quite like AMC, but like something similar. Are y'all Movie Pass subscribers? Any of y'all? Mm-hmm. I was gonna do it, but I just figured it, the price was gonna go up and up and up, and now they're like charging more for it. I figured now. one day my subscription would just be done for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of business. <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> Call, yo, shit just doesn't work. Cost anymore. wise, it didn't make sense to me, son. And when things don't make sense to me, cost wise, I'm like, nah, that's a. What are you talking about? It's like fifteen bucks a month. It's ten. Ten but bucks a month. I, I like paid, unlimited movies. I paid ninety for a whole year, and I'm, I'm like six months in. Damn. No, what I'm saying is the price didn't make sense. Like. It did, that seemed wrong. That seemed like thievery. You understand <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like it's and, and that felt like a booby trap to me. I didn't really uh, yeah, want to walk into that. It's going back to Westworld. <laughs> That's like what I said. season uh, season one. Like somebody on Reddit like actually found out or like calculated like if every guest is paying thirty thousand dollars, like there's nowhere they're making enough money like to support this park. And of course, in season two, the, the, the real thing is about like. The research and as far as like that trapping collection. people's consciousness and like I think that's what movie pass is just trying to like trap <laughs> people's consciousness. <laughs> while they they, they said up front it's, it's that they're selling them. your data. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. That's a movie. Yeah. I'm, they want to see like probably your demographic information exactly. and what it is that makes you what movies are attract you. So that's probably how they're making money. I'm not mad at that. Back end. I'm not super mad yeah. at it either because all it would actually do is improve content for me. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. I got to think on that one. I'm a, I'm I'm too far into this conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. to just just take a few recommendations. Um, but but anyway, so if you want to be taken, and this is for the listeners now, um, be, because we we do want to start like direct marketing certain things to you. Uh, I have some ideas for some original content for KMC that I'll share with everybody off air if you guys care to listen. Um, but I I, I want to start building our base and 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 rewarding our loyal listeners so um, Chandler's on the show <laughs> yeah which is awesome to me Chandler T, <laughs> Chandler T. <laughs> um, and he was around like episode two I was like oh shit we got a fan yeah <laughs> really dope. what's your initial to your last name N Chandler N, Chandler yeah. N. <laughs> so um if you guys are interested in uh you know, being on some sort of a mailing list with for some drawings, and I, I, I'm really serious about this, and so, you know, gift certificates and stuff like that. Uh, either shoot us an email at kindamoviecritics at gmail dot com, or um, DM us and uh, at, at kindamoviecritics on the Instagram or on the Twitter. Just somehow reach out to us and let us know that you are interested, and we'll just kind of take it from there. It's going to be a slow build, but I, I I promise I really want to do something, and I feel like. Our fans are loyal. Um, people are actually asking about us when we're not putting out episodes. So I, I really want to reward some of our listeners, man. So uh, reach out and touch us in that way. Uh, kind of Movie Crits on Twitter and Kind of Movie Critics on Instagram and or Kind of Movie Critics at Gmail. And it's also Kind of Movie Critics on Facebook, Facebook as well. So and um, yeah, Chandler, I do want to thank you for joining us, man. And I'm glad we made it work. The pleasure's all mine, man. I, I'm geeking out being here with y'all. Thank you so much. Where can people awesome. find you? Yep. Uh, I'm at Chandler, not only on Instagram. Uh, if you search Chandler and then N, it'll come up. My last name's hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> real talk, real talk. Uh, anybody else want to throw out their personals while we're at it? 
usual, at Corey Ray Smith. Corey with a K, no E. Mm-hmm. And as always, I'm Young Leezy, Y-U-N-G-L-E-E-Z-Y on Instagram. And same old C, S-A-M-E-O-L-E-C-E-E on Twitter. I had to really yeah. think about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I mean, I'm at Filmmaking Treasy on um on Instagram and filmmaking trees with no Y at the end. Treesy's T-R-E-E-Z-Y. And Martin, do your Russell Simmons thing. Go ahead. Follow uh, JT Vision on uh, Instagram (laughs) and Facebook. And and, and Jesse, just in case you do listen to these episodes, I don't mean it when I say fuck you, bro. I really love it. It's coming from a place of love. (laughs) How can you not love Jesse? Yeah. Jesse's the man. And he's Uncle Jesse now. Yeah. yeah, His sister had a baby. So congratulations. To Jesse's sister and you for now being officially Uncle Jesse. So uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, hope to hear from you on our social medias and all that good stuff. Uh, as always, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. and We're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.